Welcome to the Olympic Coaching Podcast, where we take topics about health and fitness and all the research that is out there about them, and we make it practical for you so that you can level up your daily life. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Olympic Coaching Podcast. And today we're going to talk a little bit about carbs and low carb diets. Why is this so popular these days? Well, it's pretty crazy how carbs have really become the enemy of nutrition these days. Everyone thinks that carbs are bad. That's what the media tells you. That's what diets will tell you, popular diets these days. It's just kind of sad to see as a nutritionist because as a nutritionist, you get a little bit more of a neutral perspective. You look at everything as information, as objective information and how our body will use it. So I want to dive into this a little bit for you today. So carbs or fats or protein, whatever, these are all macronutrients. And it's nothing new to make one of them look bad for a popular diet to select a certain macronutrient and say, we need to either cut this out or limit it significantly so you can lose weight and look your best and be super fit. For example, back in the 80s and 90s, fat was the enemy. So in the markets and supermarkets, you'd see that fat was minimized everywhere. You would see low fat, no fat on all the nutrition labels, on all the labels, and it'd be super big, bold, and attractive. You'd be like, wow, okay, this is low fat. That means it's healthy. That's what people would assume those days. But if you look at the nutrition label, you would see lots of added sugars. You would see really high carbohydrates because the companies had to make it palatable, right? They wanted you to eat their food and like it and come back to it. And frankly, fat tastes good. Fats store most of the flavor in our foods. And so without fat, man, it tasted like cardboard. So they had to add something that made it taste good. And so we've moved on from those days and found that fat isn't as scary as it used to be. And that actually it can be really good for you. Um, And there's really healthy fats out there that can actually be really protective for your health. And it can help control your appetite and things like that. And so now, nowadays... Carbs can be the enemy. And so this isn't new. I mean, nutritional science and exercise science is relatively young compared to other sciences. For example, uh, chemistry is centuries old. It's been studied for a long time, made lots of advancements, and it's crazy what you can see nowadays in the field of chemistry. But nutrition and exercise science is relatively young. It's only decades old. So there's still a long way to grow with this. And so it's not wrong that they're having we're having these diet trends. It's just something to learn from and look big picture at. And so now with the low-carb diets, some of the most popular ones right now would be like the keto diet or the carnivore diet. These are just a couple examples. Uh, The keto diet is essentially a really very low-carb diet, which is higher in fat intake to get the calories that you need. And it's actually relatively lower in protein as well. It was originally developed for epileptic patients because it made their symptoms less. And now it's been repopularized for the general public. And the carnivore diet is basically a higher protein version of the keto diet. still limits carbs quite a bit, but you get more protein in this. And just it's become more popular among uh, like gym circles where people are able to maintain a little bit better muscle mass with carnivore diet. Uh, so to be honest, people have found success with these, at least temporarily, um, on low carb diets. Some people preach that it's amazing. It's the end all be all. Everybody should do it, uh, because they got amazing results. They lost tons of fat and they got super ripped or jacked or whatever. And, uh, 
but some people didn't have any success. Um, maybe they lost a lot of weight initially, but found that it wasn't necessarily fat weight. Um, and they ended up missing the foods that they were forced to give up to maintain a low carb diet. And so they ended up giving up altogether. So it's been mixed. It's a mixed bag on how people have experience with these. But let's dive into a little bit of what are carbs really. Maybe you're listening to this and you just don't really know exactly what carbs are. Uh, it's short for carbohydrate. And every food has at least some carbs in it. Uh, but some foods are more carb dense. And these foods would be like grains or starchy veggies like uh, like potatoes, sweet potatoes, beets, or even corn has a lot of starch. Um, it could be fruit. Fresh fruit has more carbs than other foods, more carb-dense. Juices, all types of sugars and sweets, and even beans and lentils have relatively more carbs than uh, other foods. So these are just a few carb-dense foods, which mean they have more carbs than others. So if, if you have a lot of these on your plate, you'd call that like a high-carb meal. Does that make sense? So, how does our body use it? Well, let's get a little deeper here. Let's go into the research. Let's go into um, how does our body use carbs? Well, our bodies love carbs. Why is that? Well, when they break down carbs into our digestion, it enters our bloodstream as glucose, or better known as blood sugar. Anything in our body that it does not use Anything, any blood glucose that our body does not use gets stored as glycogen for later use. And our body can only store so much. So any extra glucose will be stored as fat. And that's true of any excess that we eat, whether that comes from protein foods, high protein foods, or fatty foods, or carbs. If you eat in excess, it's going to be stored as fat, regardless of what diet you're on. Um, but specifically, our brain loves glucose. If there's a dire situation, your body will make it sure that it gets a substitute for glucose called ketones, which are produced in our liver by breaking down protein and fat to make ketones that our brain can use like glucose. And that's where the keto diet names come comes from. So that's basically what the keto diet tries to replicate. It, keto diet tries to keep your carbs so low that it kind of tricks your body into thinking that it's fasting so it will produce ketone bodies to help power your brain. Uh, that's just one little piece of the keto diet. But I can make more episodes on that later if you guys want. But in the realm of, say, performance, athletic performance or sports, um, especially strength or explosive sports, carbs are super important. Athlete studies have shown again and again that the majority of sports require explosive efforts, which actually prefer blood glucose and other fast energy stores for energy. So that means that carbs are important for a lot of athletes or the recreational gym goer, or if you say you're really into functional training where you do a lot of high intensity work there, carbs are going to be an important part if you're looking at the athlete studies. But there is a specific part of Athlete studies have shown that a low-carb diet could be beneficial for certain athletes, specifically endurance athletes, because their energy demands end up being a little bit less explosive. So because their exercise a little bit more longer in duration is more of like a steady um, pace, and it only has sprints sometimes, say like maybe the beginning and the end of a race or a training session, 
they end up uh, using a lot more slow twitch muscle fibers, which actually end up, uh, it's a muscle fiber that prefers more fat as energy. Um, it's, it functions slower, and so a higher fat diet and a lower carb diet could be more beneficial for certain endurance athletes if they find that it works for their body and their body agrees with it. And so, how does this fit into your goals? We've gone over a little bit of the science. We summed that up a little bit. But how does this fit into your goals? Well, let's look at the trends. Let's look at what the research says about it. Let's say if your goal is to be strong and explosive. Well, it looks like maybe that it may be important to include carbs in your diet and not restrict them too much. If your goal is to gain muscle, the data suggests that eating more carbs than you would to maintain your current size or weight could be beneficial along with sufficient protein. They say if you want to gain muscle, then you want to increase your calories overall by around like 300 calories a day. And that may mean just a little bit of extra carbs in your day and making sure you get sufficient protein. If your goal is to cut fast or look leaner really quickly for like a competition or just looking good on the beach, then it appears that the very low-carb diet could be helpful, actually, to achieve that short-term weight loss goal. Uh, but this doesn't mean that it's necessarily a, a good long-term solution or that the weight loss was actually fat loss. That um, could actually come from just water loss since whenever your body stores that blood sugar, it attaches to water. So when you let that go, you're going to lose a lot of water weight. So you'll look leaner, but you may not necessarily have lost any fat. If you want to lose fat gradually, then it appears that carbs may be one of the easier things to reduce as they're less filling than protein and fats. For example, like in my coaching, I like to keep the protein pretty similar. Depending on the person, I might just decrease their carbs a little bit while keeping the fats the same because the fat and the protein help fill you up. They keep you full and they manage your appetite. And by decreasing the carbs just slightly, not really making them low, but lower than they were, that helps people get results and maintain their performance, uh, be able to make progress towards their goals by just decreasing the carbs by like one or two carb portions per day. And so if you want to picture what a carb portion may look like, that that would probably be about what would fit in a cupped handful. If you cup your hand and whatever carb-dense food would fit in your cupped hand, that's about one portion. But it can vary person to person on what they can comfortably decrease. And on that note, genetics do play a role. Uh, different builds respond to lower carbs better than others. For example, people who are naturally heavier or naturally built and muscular may, be, uh, may respond to a decrease in low-carb diets better than someone who naturally is very thin. Or if you're suffering from certain medical conditions, such as a thyroid issue, it may not be healthy for you at all to even try a low-carb diet. So don't even worry about it. Um, but one thing I do want to hit on is that carb source matters. Where you get your carbs from, the food choice you you choose does matter. Less processed carbs can have higher micronutrients um, like vitamins and minerals, protein, and healthy fibers. So a highly processed carb would be something that's in a wrapper. It potentially has lots of other ingredients, maybe even stuff that you've never heard of, and it would have a longer shelf life. That means it would it wouldn't spoil for a long time. And a less processed carb would be something that's 
whole grain. It's taking less steps to get to your mouth. Less processed means that it's more fresh and it's in a raw form. Or in the case of like lentils or unbleached grains, it would be dry. So it may have a shorter shelf life and it's offering separate ingredients that you put in a recipe, but a less processed carb would be, you know, picture like whole grains or wheat flour or vegetables or baked potato instead of like a french fry or mashed potato or uh, fruit juice. Uh, Fresh fruit would be a better, um, less processed version of a carb because you're going to get fibers with that whole fruit. And when it comes to carbs, how much you should eat, your activity level also matters. If you're super active and you're doing moderate to intense exercise multiple days a week or you have a super active job, then carbs may be your friend. If you're weight training and trying to get stronger, you may notice that you have less energy during training sessions if you limit your carbs. If you go on long runs as a hobby or long bike rides, you may find that you still have plenty of energy if you limit your carbs. It's just fine. Or if you're sedentary, it may be helpful for you to focus on protein and fats and veggies on your plate first and add in the carbs till you feel satisfied. Um, If you aren't using the energy, and you're totally sedentary sitting around for work or even at home, then you probably don't need to eat as much in general, and carbs may be an easier thing to limit, especially those carby snacks that we tend to go to. So in summary, man, what you eat can depend on your goals. It depends on if you're looking for fat loss or muscle gain or sport performance or even just maintaining what you have. It can depend on your genetics or if you have any medical conditions. It can depend on the carb source, uh, where the more processed it is, the worse it can be for you. Whereas the less processed carbs, we don't need to be afraid of at all. And it can depend on your activity level, whether you're sedentary, whether you're weight training, or if you're an endurance uh, hobby maintainer, or you're an endurance athlete. Um, So... It can depend on a lot of things, but all that to say, carbs may not be as much of an enemy that you need to worry about as you think. So consider your lifestyle, consider what your goals are, and then I hope this episode is helpful for you in understanding carbs, how our body uses them, and if you should limit them at all, and and understand a better perspective on the diets that are out there right now. And so give me some feedback. Let me know if this was helpful for you. And I hope it gave you some practical applications for how you can be healthier in your daily lifestyle and your nutrition. I'll catch you on the next one.